Welcome, welcome. You're listening to our podcast, Two Massage Therapists in a Microphone. My name is Mark. I'm registered massage therapist, registered kinesiologist here in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. And uh, we've got a really cool guest on our phone today. This dude is... Uh, where is he? Up, up north somewhere, right? Sud- Sudbury. Sudbury. Ooh, I like Sudbury. Yeah, we do. Hey, everyone, it's Amanda, and we're talking to Dom today. And Dom is a brand new RMT. Like, I'm talking just a few months out of school. Just a baby. <laughs> just a baby. And uh, he reached out to us because one of his massage instructors introduced him to the podcast. And because we have taken some Con Ed courses out to minute. Sudbury a couple one times. One of his instructors? Yeah, he went to Boreal in Sudbury. Instructors listen to this, eh? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> Passing it on to their students. Oh, man. Oh, Someone's man. getting fired over there. <laughs> yeah, maybe I shouldn't have named the college. Anyway, um, so he's been listening to the podcast and he reached out to us because Dom did something very brave that we, you know, we've talked about a few times. He started a massage therapy business straight out of school and he wanted to share some of his experiences, share some of his, his experiences at school and talk about what his life is like right now actually managing two jobs one of them being his own business so that's all i'm gonna say dom thanks for hanging out with us today yeah no problem and as many of you might be able to tell dom is french so we have (laughs) you'll get to hear the little hints of the french accent so let's start from the beginning dom why don't you introduce yourself and tell everybody just a little bit about who you are well i'm dom and i'm from actually capiscasing ontario which is a small town even further north about like six hours i went to boreal my first year was actually a pre-health because i wasn't too sure like what i wanted to do i got accepted in paramedic and firefighting and a bunch of different things so i did pre-health and that's where i got introduced to uh massage therapy. The next year after that, I decided to uh, start massage therapy. And I knew from my first year that I wanted to eventually open my own practice because I found like all the rules and different types of things I didn't really agree with. So I couldn't wait to finish school to be able to do my my own thing. What do you mean you didn't really agree with the rules? Uh, Like some of the stuff that the student clinic like was ran and I was just like I was always interested into doing sports and then finally our sports clinic got canceled and we pretty much had like just the relaxation type of clients and stuff like that. So I couldn't wait to just finish and be able to experience all the things I wish I would have experienced in school. I see. I thought you were going to say I could do this better. I was hoping you were going to say <laughs> I saw how they were running it and I could do it better. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. All right. So what were you doing before massage therapy or is this your first career? Uh, this is my first career. So I, yeah, I was in high school and I guess I was like an overweight kid and I, my mom introduced me to fitness and she's like, I'll pay for a personal trainer if you want to join me. So we did that. And that's when I really started liking fitness because I had like a really good transformation. And then everybody would ask me like, oh, what how did you do that? So then I, w- I started training people the same way that that trainer trained me. Oh, okay. So then I knew I wanted to work in somewhat the health field, but I wasn't too sure what, like physio was my main goal, but then I was never like that great in school. I was always good with like my hands and like uh, not so much like into books. So that's what why I chose mis- massage therapy instead of like... Uh, like are, are you of, saying we're not book smart? Mark is choking on his <laughs> on his ice cap right now. <laughs> no, hey, I, RMTs, I, I'm fucking book, book smart. smart. 
<laughs> I'm SMRT. I mean, like r- writing all the writing all the papers and stuff like that. Oh, that's good. You're gonna get some hate mail. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> yeah. All right. So you like legit are a baby. Then you went straight out of high school into the massage. Well, into pre health, and guy's, then guy still in pull ups. <laughs> <laughs> and then you know you can't make fun of our guests by the way i wasn't like making fun number of one i didn't make fun of them <laughs> although he made fun of all of our listeners so you know karma so okay you get into massage and was it what you expected i had a couple of people that i knew that took it and they said like it's a pretty like hard course and they kind of gave me a rundown of it and biology and all that stuff was always what interest me so uh yeah it was pretty much like what i thought but i just thought we would have learned more uh variety of things because we had like external clinics and i thought we could have chose like where we wanted to go but it was actually like the teacher that decided where we went and all that stuff gotcha so you didn't really feel like you had a lot of real world experience when it came down to doing student clinic and outreaches and you know that really is dependent on who the supervisors are i think there's some supervisors in some colleges that do a really great job with that and expose the students to a variety of different things you know prenatal sports massage uh working with uh, clients with ms or other different types of neurological conditions so yeah it kind of sucks when you don't feel like you got that experience experience. But that also depends on where you go to school. I mm-hmm. mean, when I say where, geographically where. So in Toronto, there's a billion different things that you can do as an RMT and the schools take advantage of them. True. At least the the bigger, more well-known schools do for sure. And so maybe somewhere like Sudbury doesn't have that many options in terms of variety for things like student clinic and outreach programs. Mm -hmm. Well, so you knew that you wanted to work in sports. Was that because of this transformation you had in your experience with fitness? Yeah. Yeah. How how out of shape were you, man? Um, I was about like 175, but I was like very young. So it was pretty big. Like my biggest was 225. And then I lost a bit of weight. And then my mom got me a personal trainer. And his goal was to bring me below the 200 mm-hmm. so i went down to 175 and then i started in more into the like bodybuilding stuff because i my goal at first was just to be like a small guy because i was always overweight as a kid and mm-hmm. then when i became a small guy i'm like well this is <laughs> <laughs> need some muscle so yeah, are you so are I, you like super built now i was second year and like half of third year massage and then studying and all that stuff got a bit too much so I kind of backed away from the bodybuilding because I was getting moody and a mm. bunch of different things also I got hear. a girlfriend at that time so oh yeah you get a girlfriend and you pack the pounds back on yeah <laughs> In massage school, I gained 30 pounds. What a crappy time to gain weight in school when you're always out of your clothes. Yeah. That should be motivation to stay in shape. No, I got I got so chunky in school because I didn't really I didn't have enough time. I was working full time. I was going to school full time. I was studying. I didn't have enough time to really eat properly or work out. I mean, I would have if I woke up at 5 a.m., but I'm not a morning person. So I just packed on some weight in massage school yeah I had a pretty intense because I had like a coach and everything so basically my summer in between school I would work on construction for like 
14 hours sometimes. I would wake up at four in the morning, do 45 minutes cardio, pack my lunch, eat my breakfast like at work, finish at seven at night, go to the gym and then same thing every day, basically. Good for you. That sounds like my nightmare. You know what? You're the perfect person to ask this because everyone always says like, you know, you you hear massage therapists talk. I don't want to work more than six people a day. I don't want to see more than seven people. It's too much. I'm going to burn out. And I always say, listen, man, you're not going to burn out. Well, I mean, I can't speak for everybody, but when you compare to people that do like heavy manual work, I don't think massage therapy is much of anything. You do both. Which one is physically more demanding? Just say it. Construction is probably more physically demanding depending on the day because there's a lot of uh, sitting around sometimes because something's not working right. So then you're just basically sitting. But when it's actually... But when you're working, you're working. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You're working. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I feel that. I feel like the guys that I see that work in construction, their bodies are pretty beat up. Although when you drive around Toronto in the summer, all I see are a bunch of guys in, you know, hard hats sitting around laughing and doing nothing. So I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I don't know how hard it really is. <laughs> like, like I could get that, like spending an hour massage with someone that's very draining. Like that's kind of, you know, it's kind of tiring. So if you have a day that like all your clients are kind of that way, I, mm-hmm. I could see like how that can be a, a bit more like mentally draining. I guess. But physically, there's but, no comparison. No, no, not physically. Definitely not. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> You look so proud of yourself right Because now. I, I say this all the time when someone's like, oh, I don't want to work more than six people a day. I'm going to burn out. I don't want to work more than four days a week. I'm going to burn out. I'm like, my dad was a blue collar guy that did manual work for fucking... I don't know, 40 something years of his life, Yeah, you know, fine. He's a little bit broken, but he never really took care of himself. But at the end of the day, as long as you take care of yourself, you should be fine. And there's people that do way more fucking physically demanding work than we do. No offense, massage therapist. You're in a 12 by 12 room, you know, just kind of circling around and standing. Come on. (laughs) Come on. When I opened up my practice so i i put my hours online right on facebook and then i had a bunch of teachers like wow you have long hours like don't burn out and i was like because at first i wanted to see like where people would book so i opened up my hours like a very long time to kind of see like where people wanted their massages which is what you have to do in the beginning that's how you build up a clientele you can't have restricted hours restricted days when you're first out of school you kind of have to be open to working all the time or you can but you'll be fucking poor well yeah but i don't want to be poor i'm just saying i did the same thing when i opened up my clinic i i set my hours from uh seven in the morning to ten at night and uh, i just built it from there well you're a young guy you can handle it when i started working in massage i think i was 26 or 27 so yeah i was i was working like 12 hour days and it didn't seem so bad because i was young i didn't have kids i didn't have much else going on i could really just focus on work and building up my client base and to me in my opinion it was well worth it and it was why i have the freedom now to only work four days a week right because i did i put in my time i can chill now so let's talk about let's talk about when you came out of school because the whole reason you reached out to us is you came out of school and decided, I just want to work for myself. You didn't go get a clinic job. Let's talk about what you did. How did you decide that you were just going to go out on your own right from the beginning? So second year massage, it's really when my goal was to open a clinic in a gym. So that's really what I wanted to do. It's not a, a thing that is very like popular in Sudbury. Mm-hmm. So I said, like, hmm, I think I, that's what I want to do. But I didn't want to do it right after school. I wanted to work in a multidisciplinary 
like clinic at first and kind of learn from either like a physio or a chiro and stuff like that. What were you hoping to learn? Uh, just because I find in massage school, the, the course that was missed was kind of like biomechanics and just like what kind of physio learn. I find like there was a lack of that. Like we learned about like all the anatomy and mm-hmm. like origin insertion but i i didn't find we learn it as like a whole right we you learned wanted like, okay, more like, movement yeah more movement so then like let's say i see someone do something specific and they just reenact like when they had that pain i can like point down like what's wrong and how i can like fix it but we didn't really learn that way we kind of learned like all separate kind of i mm-hmm. wish we would have just like had more body mechanic course or something like that okay so but then you didn't go work in a multi- multidisciplinary no, clinic i went a couple places i dropped resumes and then i went for interviews and i just didn't really feel the vibe one was kind of like a spaish type and uh so I go there and she doesn't even have like a contract written for me. And so I do the first interview and she really likes me. She's like, do you want to come back and give me a massage? And so that was the second interview. So I went there, give her a massage. And she's like, when are you ready to start? And I'm like, well, write me a contract and I'll read it over. And mm-hmm. How long did you massage her for? Just out of curiosity. Uh, 45 minutes. <laughs> See, that's not show me what your style is. That's like, give me a free fucking <laughs> yeah, treatment. Yeah, I'm getting yeah. a massage. <laughs> Unbelievable. Clinic owners do that shit all the fucking time. Because they can. It's insane. Did you get paid for that? For that 45 minutes? Just out of curiosity. (laughs) No. Mm. I I wasn't even, uh, I didn't even get my uh, exam uh, notes or I didn't even know if I passed my OSCEs yet. Right, right. So they gave me a, a little bit of a hard time to get my uh, my all my papers and stuff like that. So I was a bit late compared to all the other students that did it at the same time. What do you mean you, you, you were given a hard time? So basically during the summer, for the past two summers, I was a park warden for Ontario Park. Yeah. And um, I had a criminal check with like even like a fingerprint and all that stuff, like within the six months, and I still had the original copy. So I sent that instead of paying for another criminal check. Right. And they basically said it wasn't the right sector, even though... You oh, you didn't have, have the like vulnerable higher, sector check. Yeah, but yeah. this one was like a fingerprint. Like it was even higher than the vulnerable sector. But since it wasn't that one, I had to resend another criminal check. So it took a very long time back and forth with uh, the mail and stuff. Mm, gotcha. So after going on these interviews, realizing, no, I don't fit here. What was your next yeah. step? How did you go from massage student to clinic owner my girlfriend uh, is from Sudbury and she used to wrestle for team Canada she had a scholarship in uh, Kentucky for wrestling mm-hmm. but then she had uh, too many concussion and she had to retire so now she's in nursing school but her um, her old uh, wrestling coach he was partnered up with the guy that owns the gym that I work out of right now so he's a USC fighter and he owns a gym and he messaged her like saying, hey, do you know a massage therapist that would be willing to come work here? And this was even before I wrote my exam. I was still like in school when he messaged her and I told her like, yeah, that would be a really cool thing. But I don't know if I'm ready for that, like right out of school, you know, like taking care of like everything like basically because there's no like secretary like no uh, like washer dryer like basically i do like everything myself mm-hmm. so i'm like i don't know if i want to do that straight out of school so i kind of like put it on the side but then when i went for all those interviews i was like mm, like i just don't like all of these places so then i went and meet the guy and my room was not even built yet like the like the office where i'm in because it's a fairly new gym and he's like, um, if you want to work here, I'm going to have this built by the weekend and then you can start. So I was like, sure. So then I got uh, my best friend. He owns a 
like a supplement store in Sudbury and he's really good with like graphic design. So he's the one that uh, created my logo and all that. So I got a business uh, account and a business uh, permit and all that stuff. So it was done like very, very quick, like from like within a week, everything kind of just happened. So this all happened. So you've, you started practicing, you said to me in October, we're only here now in December. So how long have your doors been open and you've been seeing clients? Uh, October 29th. Oh, wow. So it's been really, really fast. Okay. So right now it's just you, right? Like you have a space you rent out in the gym. Are you planning to expand? Are you planning to bring more therapists in or you haven't even thought that far ahead yet? (laughs) Um, Right. Right now, I'm just kind of like trying to build my clientele. And if it gets to the point, you know, it would be nice to have like other like therapists. Because I know the gym owner really, like his favorite therapist, I guess, would be like massage because he's a UFC fighter and he found that like massage therapists were the the ones that like helped him the most compared to like physio and chiro. He has like nothing against them, but he just prefers like manual therapy than like a therapist putting you on like the TENS machine and coming back in like 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. From all the fighters that I've treated, most of them prefer massage therapy over everything else, to be honest with you. They're avid exercisers. They know what they're doing. It's not like they want to go to physio and do exercise because they're like, this is what I do for a fucking job. Like, I I don't need you to tell me how to squat guy, that type of thing. And uh, they definitely hate the passive shit. To be honest with you, they really, they really feel they get the most out of manual work. Yeah, and yeah, that that's a great niche you got going on. So, what's your what's your patient load or your client load like now? How did you find them, and what have you been doing to market yourself? Um, like right now, I'm only like averaging like three a day. Like sometimes, like I'll have like five. So it's pretty like back and forth of like a like small day and like a bigger day. So um, right now I'm working on a website. So there's someone that's creating a website just so I can be a little more active like on the like Google and all that stuff. So they're building it with all the right keywords that Google kind of. So if you write like massage therapy in Sudbury, then you're going to be one of the first to pop up. So like I got reviews, like people wrote reviews and all that stuff. So it just brings up your rank. Mm-hmm. So you're you're working on a website and working on your search engine optimization. But yeah. as of right now, like you're seeing three to five people a day, which is not yeah. bad since you've been practicing for 10 minutes. Um, some people only see three to five people a day, period, who have been practicing a long time. How did you get those people? Are they all members at the gym? So actually, I have a lot of people from outside the gym. And I always ask them, I'm like, how did you hear from me? And they're like, Google. And I'm like, I don't even have anything. So I don't know. Like, I was like a few from the gym. And then they told their friends and they shared like my post. And then all of a sudden, like, I started having a bunch of clients from outside of the gym. And they just really liked the idea that I was inside a gym. They're like, we don't like like the spa atmosphere and all that stuff. So it's pretty cool that you're in a gym and... And uh, I can like dim the lights too, so I have a kind that wants it more like uh, like relaxation. Like I do have like aromatherapy and like a bunch of you know different things. So I don't, I'm not closed to like only people that work out, right? So, I'll like I I think I get more a lot more people from outside the gym than I do members of the gym. All right, so it kind of helps both both because uh, like people from outside the gym, then I refer them to the gym if they have like some issues that they need to that massage like won't fix because they need to you know learn how to like squat properly but then like the experts at the gym can like really show them like how to do that yeah you've got a built-in referral system which is nice yeah. you know being actually that was uh 
Mark's clinic. Mark owned a clinic inside a gym. And it was, I mean, at the time he was a personal trainer as well. So he was really referring people back and forth to himself, but it was, it was oh, yeah. good. It was, and it was the one of the easiest ways to get clientele. I'm out on the gym floor. I'm doing some manual therapy work with my, with my personal training client or because the guy that owns the gym, he's a, he was a good friend of mine as well. Kind of like a very similar setup to what you have going on there. And we decided that we were going to start giving away to every new member a free soft tissue assessment and really that's just a way that I can get to know somebody meet somebody talk to them maybe do some assessments or some palpation work with them and just to kind of give them an idea of where their body is and what their tissue health is like and that's an easy way to sell so easy I didn't it wasn't even selling it was more like stealing candy from a baby <laughs> although babies probably shouldn't have fucking candy so that that's saying makes no sense actually just fucking realize that Okay, dad, you were busy there at the gym. Like, super you, busy. you were there for like from open to close between training clients and treating clients. You were busy as yeah, hell there. I was really busy. And I feel like, Dom, you're brand new, but that eventually you could do that. I mean, you have experience in training. You could probably find a way to combine the two professions and, and uh, yeah, be your own referral system in the gym. Yeah. So the the gym is not your typical gym. Uh, it's it's a fight gym. It's like a jujitsu gym at the same time, and there's also like a workout side, but it's only for semi private sessions. So it's not a public gym that anybody can just join and come work out. Oh, okay. So it's almost like four hundred dollars a month. So a lot of like doctors, nurses, like people that don't want to work out in like a public gym, they go there and they because like all the trainers like have a university background. It's not only like ten fit pro kind of training so that's why i refer you know because they really work on like actual like mobility so they do like an assessment to see like how you're squatting see how you're deadlifting and then they work on fixing all the issues so there's no mirrors in the gym either so you can't look at yourself work out you really need to like feel the proper body mechanics that your body should have while you do specific movements this is great for you this really is a good niche all of yeah. these people will eventually need you at some point or another. Yeah, and they, they're the people with a lot of benefits because people that can afford that price a month for a gym usually have good benefits or they have a lot of money. Mm-hmm. You're smart, sir. So <laughs> off mic, you told me that although you, you know, you finished school and you went straight into opening up your own place, which right now, like you said, it's just, it's small. It's just you. Um, this is not the only thing you're doing. You're still working construction, aren't you? Yeah. So my girlfriend's dad owns a construction company in Sudbury. So I'm kind of like peer pressured a little bit to work for them because like they're a very like su successful family. So it's kind of like a sh stressful to be part of it. <laughs> so that's why I'm, I try like to work like as much as I can, you know, just uh, they're a very like a uh, Christian family, like also. I don't know what that means. Like, do you have to go to church with them? Um, well, it was hard for me and my girlfriend because uh, like we can't sleep like in the same spot. Like we can't live together, basically. Okay. So they own they own like a big ranch in Sudbury and uh, her grandparents kind of live like in the same because they have like 200 acres. So like her grandparents have a house like on the same property. So I was living there just to to save on rent just to get me like on my feet and but my you girlfriend have to have was your staying, own room yeah and my girlfriend was staying at her parents so we were basically like neighbors and she's in nursing school so she has like very like long hours and a lot of studying and i was working for the construction company and then spending pretty much all day like at the at the gym 
So we, it was really hard for a bit to like spend time together. And it was really like very, very like stressful mm-hmm. just like money wise. Cause she comes from like a family that has like a lot of money. So she sometimes like doesn't understand like, like how it is, right. Her parents like pay for like insurance car, like her phone. And like, if something happens, you know, she knows that she can like have help from them. Like if something happens to me, like my parents can't afford, you know, to just help me out. So she was wondering why I was like always stressed at the beginning and stuff like that. I'm like, well, you know, it's like my car just decides to not work and I have to drive like 45 minutes to work. Like my mom just can't buy me a new one. You know You know what, Mark and I just had this discussion not long ago about things that people who have a lot of money versus people who don't have a lot of money, you know, the way that they appreciate things and the level of gratitude. And I was saying, I feel like there's got to be, not that somebody who has a lot of money can't be grateful for things, but I feel like there's less of an appreciation because yeah, you know, your car dies, you just get a new one. Whereas, you know, somebody, an average person like you or I, our car dies, well, that's a big fucking deal to us because we can't just go get a new one. So when good things happen for us, I feel like there's sort of an extra level of appreciation and gratitude because it's not so easy to just get whatever you want to get, right? So, I mean, I'm sure that, you know, she's she's not uh, spoiled and taking everything for granted, but yeah, it might not cross her mind that you have to work your ass off and opening your own business is really risky and it costs a lot of money and you don't make a lot of money initially. No. Because like sometimes she was like, oh, like we haven't like gone out for supper in a long time. And I'm like, well, like I can't like afford to go out like every, every week for dinner and stuff like that kind Mm -hmm. of stuff. And she's like, well, you're working like construction and like you have like clients. I'm like, yeah, but like I had to pay to like get everything that I need for my room. And I had to pay like my like $800 fee for my license and my like $1,500 fee for my OSCEs and MCQ and <laughs> it all adds up. Yeah, sometimes I feel people that have money have like, they're, they're just kind of a little bit clueless how the rest of the world lives. I'm not going <laughs> to, no, seriously, I'm not going to lie. Like I used to train a handful of really wealthy people and I can't tell you how many times I've been invited to come on vacation or like, hey, I'm going to Miami for the week. Uh, why don't you come down and you can train me in Miami? I'm thinking to myself, what the fuck? I'm not going to like, I can't just afford to like pick up and leave yeah. for a week just to come train you in Miami because you want your trainer there. Like, it doesn't make sense to me. So her parents are kind of like that. Like they just came back from a three weeks in Spain and then they were back for two weeks and then they left for another two weeks in Antigua. And every year they rent like a villa in Curacao and anybody can go. They just have to pay like their their flight and they cover like the rest basically yeah so they asked me if i was going this year and i'm like no like i know like it's just a flight but i can put that money in like elsewhere so they buy like their the, the plane tickets for like my girlfriend and her siblings for christmas i think mm-hmm. but then uh so they all go but i just and i'm hot places not very like my if it would be like a ski trip, then I would probably try to put money aside to go there. But We are very different people, Dom. Very different <laughs> people. There's no part of me that is excited to go skiing. I want to go to the beach. Yeah, I'll take Curacao <laughs> any day. <laughs> There's got to be some people who like snow in winter, though, right? Yeah, well, he's one of them. Oh, boy. So we're... Where do you see this massage career going? Like, do you think you're going to continue on in construction or are you planning to slowly phase that out and put your energy into massage? Um, I'm going to try to phase it, phase it out. It's just for right now, just till I build up like a big enough clientele that I can just 
go with that and not having like another job. On the do you road. feel you have to do the construction thing because it's your girlfriend's family? Like, is there pressure for you to even stay in that? Can you just jump out at any time without creating like, you know, bad blood? Yeah, I, I could. Like at first I wasn't doing the construction because I wanted to see where the clients book. I didn't want to be that guy on the construction site and be like, oh, I have to leave in you know an hour because I have a client. I didn't want to be that guy. So I was like, I'm going to wait you know, a couple of weeks, kind of see like where the clients tend to book. And then I can adjust like my construction work around right. that. So then her dad was always like, oh, sure, you're going to like shovel snow for us because like we do like the mine properties and like the school. So like basically winter is like a lot of like snow removal. Mm -hmm. I was like, well, I'm just waiting, you know, to see where my clients book. He's like, well, you could just always like um, not accept their booking appointment. I'm like, no, like I'm like freshly new. I don't want to start saying no to clients. That doesn't work when you're trying to build a practice. No. So let me ask you a question. How do the super macho construction guys, do any of them razz you about touching, touching people, touching other dudes, being a massage therapist? Um, No, actually, because they pretty much all go see massage therapists. So they're pretty open with that because um, the company has really, really good benefits for a massage because that's how they keep their employees. They just give them like very good benefits for physio massage in Cairo. And they kind of like put a lot of emphasis like on on that. Nice. So you got to get these construction guys as your clients now then too, because I've got a lot of guys who work in trades and I'm telling you, they are great clients because they're always broken. Yeah. And, uh, but they pretty much harass me because they're like, oh, you're, you're banging the boss's daughter. (laughs) 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 And you're like, no, I'm not actually, I'm just the neighbor. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> I'm not allowed in her house. <laughs> oh boy! Because they think I get perks and stuff like that. Wait, wait. No, I started at the bottom of the line. <laughs> Pretty much, I'd probably make less money than you do. I gotta ask you a question though. At this time of year, when people are giving gifts and shit, and someone that's got you know you know a decent amount of dough, do you how how do you go about giving a gift? Do you feel pressure in that you got to give something that delivers, or do you just like say fuck it, I'm just gonna do what I can? Like how does this work? Um, so th- their family does not really do gifts that much. They buy like the plane tickets for the trip, and mm. that's pretty much. Like nice. they don't really believe in doing gifts. So that's kind of like a, a good part of it, I guess. So I usually just buy a gift for my uh, girlfriend and then my brother and sister and I, we split on a gift for my mom and dad. Right. Because I would feel so much pressure if I had someone pretty wealthy to buy a gift for. I'd be like, oh man, there's nothing I can give them that they can't get for themselves. Are they going to look at this and be like, what is this cheap piece of shit? Like, do you know what I mean? I'm serious. It's actually, no, it's actually super stressful. I know that would be stressful. Yeah. I mean, lucky for, lucky for you when we met, I had no money. So it's perfect. <laughs> so did we, did we talk about, okay, you said you eventually plan to phase out the construction and I know I sort of alluded to this before and you said, yeah, it might be nice to bring in other people. Um, did you have to write a business plan when you were in school? Like, do you have a vision of where you want all of this to go? So um, I did have to write one. So I kind of like pretty much like what I'm doing now, the business plan I had to write in school. I just found like the business course wasn't the greatest. So right now I'm actually working with the small business center in Sudbury and we're working on a like official business plan and Good for uh, you. working all of those things out. Just because it's a lot to... To do like all by myself, like while doing like construction, massaging and 
all those things. When so, you when you were doing your business plan in school, were you mindful like, hey, this is probably something that I'm going to be using in the future? Or did you just do it as a project because you needed to fucking do it? I did it like exactly like how I would want. If I had all the money in the world, I kind of did it that way. I just did the whole business plan and at the end I just calculated like how much it would cost. It was kind of like for fun at the same time, but it was actually like if I would have a lot of money and I would want to open like my practice, like this is what it would be like. That's perfect then because you can use that as your goal and start working with, you know, the business center that you're working with and create a strategic plan to get to that place. You might not have that money now, but you can. Yeah. So the owner is pretty cool. Like he didn't charge me like first and last and like first month was free. Second month, like 50% off. And then like third month, like full rent. So he, and he's like, if you ever need like more time or like whatever, like just let me know and we'll work with like how your clientele is building up. So, Oh, that's nice that they're willing to work with you because that I think that's yeah. a big fear for a lot of therapists coming out of school to start up on their own is what if I can't afford the overhead? So being yeah. able to find people that will work with you. We just had someone on who took over a practice and she had a similar story where the previous owners were willing to work with her and, you know, sort of set out a payment plan that went on over time versus having to pay a huge lump sum up front. And those options do exist. So it's it's good that you were able to find something that can work for you that you don't have to wait until you have the startup capital because it's really fucking expensive to open a clinic. Yeah, because he was like, I'm not here to take him money i'm just here because i want a one-stop shop for my clients right i want them to like be able to have a like workout and then go see you and then he has like a recovery room with uh norma tech technology i don't know if you know what that is they're like basically like pants sort of that you put on and then they kind of do like a limb lymphatic drainage a little so like promote like circulation so if you have like a specific like knee injury you can just put it on the knee setting and then it focuses on like doing pulsating massages around like your knee and then it works like exactly like lymphatic drainage like opening up like at the at the hip and then starting at the bottom and draining like upwards towards the hip pretty cool so a lot of like clients will have their workout and they they ask me like the day before like oh what's your schedule like tomorrow and then they they work their workout around like when I'm available so then they get a massage after and then they go sit in the perfect perfect anything else that you wanted to talk about while we've got you on the phone um there was one clinic that uh I brought my um resume to and she was doing she was uh showing me around and she's like so this will be the professional area where the chiro the physio and the psychiatrist will work and you'll be working on this side on this spa side and i'm like you know we're healthcare professionals like just the physio and the chiro so that's like kind of like a vibe like i didn't really like and i a lot of like places in Sudbury are kind of like that what was her designation if you don't mind me asking was she a chiropractor was she a physio what was she a naturopath naturopathic doctor and she didn't consider you a healthcare professional you don't get to work with them you got to be shooed to the other side of the tracks yeah pretty much well that's not fucking helpful for our profession any clinic owners out there chiropractors physios naturopathic doctors whomever you are we are on your team and we can work with you yeah so 
it, it was a really like it's a brand brand new clinic like very nice there's like a yoga studio in there and there's like a like hot tub a pool it's like very very nice so i'm like oh that's cool like i'll be but then she's like no you'll be like on the spa side where all the other massage therapists i don't even like how and... the language one side is professional one side is spa that's yeah that's nonsense damn naturopaths <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, that's not cool, man. No, it's not, especially when we'll run circles around you when it comes to things like musculoskeletal anatomy. So shut your face, yeah. naturopath. <laughs> These are fighting words. We're getting Mark all riled up. I'm just kidding. He looks so relaxed right now. <laughs> <laughs> that was kind of, I don't know. I didn't really like the vibe I had at that place. No, I wouldn't work there. I wouldn't work no. anywhere that's undermining my ability and my education. Like I, I've said before, I don't feel the need to prove anything to anyone, but I wouldn't work at a place that would specifically say, you're going to work on this side, not on the professional side. Be like, well, fuck me. What have I been doing my whole career if not being a professional? Yeah. And it was a, like it was a 50-50 split, which is like, it, it's good, but only four clients a day. Like you, I, I couldn't have worked more if I wanted to. Yeah, so I'm no, like, run from there. And you could do better than 50-50. And I'm sure you know that now. Yeah. And I'm like, hmm, like $45 an hour for four hours. Like that's not great. No, then you're actually poor and your girlfriend's yeah. going to be like, what the fuck are you doing? You can't, <laughs> you can't come on any of our family vacations with $45 an yeah. hour and four hours a day. So another thing too is my girlfriend is very, it's kind of like the jealous type. So she doesn't like that much that I'm a massage therapist. Oh, yeah. You will be probably the first person that has said that. We always ask our people who have significant others, you know, how did they, how does your spouse or boyfriend, girlfriend, how do they feel about you being a therapist? And most people say, ah, they're cool with it. So I want to hear this side, the jealous side. What kind of conversations it was really do you guys bad at have? First. It was really bad at first. And I told her I was coming on this podcast and I told her I was going to say that. <laughs> like, I hope you're going to say something good about me too. <laughs> you're going to get in so much trouble, Dom, but keep talking. <laughs> so when I went to that interview at that uh, spa place, she actually looked at the other massage therapist that worked there. She kind of like creeped them. And she's like, oh, they're all pretty or whatever. And then uh, their boyfriends kind of look at you. You're just a better, lo better looking version of them. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> so wait, wait, wait. I got to know something. Were you with your current girlfriend when you were in massage school? Yeah. Well, we've been together for a year now. It's fresh. Like, it's it's still new. So is she, was she more, is she more worried now? Is she more jealous now about you working in the field? Because to me, school is way worse. To me, school would be the thing to be jealous about. Yeah, because you're all just walking around right. naked like because, all the time. Exactly. Yeah. You're, you're in class. You're, you're, in a very, you're in a long program with the same group of people. You're constantly disrobed. You know, you're, you're making relationships versus when you're out there working, you're, you're, you're a professional, you're working. There are boundaries that are there that you're going to respect. But when you're in school, you know, you're, you're a student and that's a whole different ballgame. How, so how, how was she when, uh, when you were in school? She was less jealous, actually, because she knew they were kind of like my friends. So like the girls I would study with and all that stuff, because I was the only guy in the program. It was all girls. Oh, so wow. uh, she was actually one one of my like my one of my good friends. Like we still like go to the gym together and stuff like that, like at in Sudbury. I and, if we uh, keep if we keep your name in here. Hi. <laughs> she came and did a course here at Con Ed. That's how we all know each other. Yeah. So we were always like partnered up pretty much. Like so like when we um we first like we first learned like the draping and stuff like that, she had like a, a tattoo at the bottom of her back, like a Chinese tattoo. And so I knew where to bring the sheet down because it was exactly like where like at the line that I would have to bring the sheet and then 
the teachers were like, okay, now you guys need to like switch partners because you've been with the same partner like all this time. So then I'm like, huh, that person doesn't have a tattoo. I don't know where, the <laughs> <is."> <laughs> where the fuck are your PSISs? I need a tattoo to tell me where they are. Yeah. Oh, this is so funny. Yeah. Oh, boy. So, okay, now that you're working, I assume the type of gym it is, I mean, I I shouldn't be assuming this, but it sounds like you actually have a lot of male clients, like a lot of body, and not that females can't be bodybuilders, but I do think there's still more male bodybuilders than there are females. It's not just that, it's a fight gym. It's too. a fight gym. That's what I mean. I'm, I'm envisioning a lot of men. Are most of your clients men or do you have sort of an equal balance? I have like... 90% women. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, because not everyone, most of his clients are not right, from the gym. Right, most of them are not from the gym, right? You said that. Yeah. So do you because think she's going to... It's not keep... like a bodybuilder gym. It's more like someone that like just wants to... It's like a private feel better studio. And, like, right. yeah. So my girlfriend, every time I go home, so like, she's like, so how many hot butts did you massage today? And I'm like... <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> you know, so I'm glad you're bringing this up. Like Amanda said, everyone that comes on, they're always like, oh, my spouse or my partner has no problem with it at all. But I can clearly see how it would be a problem for a lot of people. Well, I mean, even take us, for example, Mark's two friends that he still stays in contact with from massage school, both women, both good looking women. I'm not going to say that when I first started dating him and I first met them that I wasn't like, huh. All right, then you guys all just wandered around naked together for two years. Cool. I'm cool with that. Cool. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> like, of course, there was there's thoughts that go through my mind. I mean, on the other side of it, Mark knew all the dudes I went to school with, and they were all old enough to be my father. So I don't think he had any <laughs> jealousy that way. <laughs> but even he's had a couple of female clients that I have, you know, especially now that we practice in the same space, a couple of female clients that when they leave, I'll say to him, that girl was just hitting on you. But he's so oblivious, he doesn't even notice it. You give me a look like who are you talking yeah. about? Oh, trust me, there's some there's some female clients you have that are very flirtatious. Yeah. Well, there's one that uh, it happened like not too long ago. So I'm massaging like her. She has like a severe like anterior pelvic tilt. So I pretty much like work like her glutes, her hamstring and her hip flexors pretty much. And uh, so I was like out of my like elbow, like on her glute. And she's like, you know, sometimes like some mornings I just like a nice elbow in my ass. And I'm like, <laughs> I just stayed silent because I didn't know what to say, basically. Oh, you're so new that you're like, awkward. Yeah. This is like regular talk in the massage yeah. room that you just got to shut down, right? So yeah. probably better either that you didn't say anything or, you know, change the subject because, yeah, you don't want to get into those kind of conversations. Then your girlfriend will really have some problems. Yeah. And um, while I was in massage school, too, I had uh, my like a focus client. So we all had to like get a focus client like each semester and do like our project on. And uh, she gave me like a $200 tip one day. What? Like, yeah. A $200 in a, tip. Yeah. In a card. Like after I was done my projects or my last treatment, she gives me a card and there's like a $200, like basically cash in that card. So we would, we would always compare tips sometimes like as like students, like how much did you get or whatever. And then, so I told someone, I guess someone found out and they were jealous. So they went to the teacher and told them. So I got brought in a meeting with the program coordinator and they were almost going to like take me out of the program because I had that much of a tip. And they assumed right away that something had happened basically for me to get that much of a tip. And in the card, it said, uh, thank you for like helping me. You do like a good job. You'll be well known for the work that you do. So I showed them that card and they basically like apologize because 
that lady had like a lot of pain and she's like, I could go pay like a hundred bucks an hour to a therapist and it doesn't help me. And I pay like $20 here and you fixed my issue. So that's why I gave you that amount because I know you're a student and that you need money. So she's like, I'd rather give it to you. And he actually fixed the problem than going to like a $100 an hour, like massage therapist, basically. Do student clinics have rules about that? I don't, every, I don't know. Every program would have their own rules with regards to tips, gratuities. And what about the college? Like, would they have any issues with students accepting tips from clients and students? Like student the clinic? CMTO? Yeah. There's no documentation about that at all. I'm just curious. You know all the rules front and back, <laughs> up and down. I mean, I wouldn't if, I, I don't think I would have reacted the same way your supervisors reacted over a $200 tip, to be honest with you. I wouldn't have just jumped to something happened and let's call you in and make a big production out of it. I mean, this could have happened simply with your supervisor saying, you know, can you explain this to me a little bit? Because it seems it seems odd that you got $200 as a tip. But I mean, I wouldn't have thought anything strange out of that because people that have money, I'm not to say that this person had money, but people that have money, $200 is nothing to them, nothing. right? Yeah. Like uh, as, a, as, a, as a personal trainer, I, I spoke about this on the podcast before. I had one of my very wealthy clients buy me a whole bunch of shit one year for Christmas. Like uh, she gave me this, she gave me this wrap box. I went home, I opened up this wrap box and it was a shit ton of clothes. And I'm like, one, this is never stuff I'm going to wear because uh, I'm not a leather pants wearing guy. <laughs> and so I, you know, I, re- I returned it all and it was like $3,500 worth of clothes. It was insane. And then like a week later, I got a Christmas card from the same client and inside the Christmas card was like a very nice note saying, you know, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, thanks for being my trainer and had a thousand dollar bill in it. And at first I was freaking out. I was like, what, what does this mean? I got to go bang the lady down? I was like, she just bought me? How does this work? Seriously. <laughs> I was. It was a concern of mine, and it's not until I started talking to some of my other wealthy clients. They're like, "You're an idiot." She just has a lot of money, and that's how she says thank you. To her, that is nothing. Well, then now you can see why Dom's clinic supervisors or the school might have been like, "What the fuck?" Because your initial thought was, "Do I got to go bang?" Yeah, this but lady? I mean, <laughs> that was my initial thought as a personal trainer, kind of green into doing personal training, mm-hmm. right? I mean, this is your clinic supervisor who's been around the block, so yeah, it's true. I mean, when I, I mean, used to work in a wealthier neighborhood, I had. Um, one of my female clients who had a lot of money, uh, she gave me... That's how rich people show gratitude. They give you shit. Every year at Christmas, she would give me a present. And most of the time it was stuff I would never wear, but similar. It was like clothes. I think one year she got me a scarf. But when I would actually look at the tags on these stuff, I was like, this is shit I could never afford. Like she would buy me like a $300 scarf. I'm like, okay. Like, I think I should just display this in my house. Like, I'm not going to wear it. Yeah, for sure. So, I yeah. mean, your your girlfriend, she's going to listen to this. And she you told her that you'd say something good about her. So, <laughs> I think you're, you're, you're say implying that he it. hasn't, by the way. He has. He said very nice I'm things. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> and if, if you're yeah. listening, girlfriend, girlfriend, what's her name? I, f- I feel we're calling her oh, girlfriend. Oh, maybe we shouldn't. It's a... Uh... Okay. Nothing to be jealous about. Massage therapists don't look at bodies as anything more than a No, the work. same way I don't get grossed out by things that I should get grossed out, I don't get turned on by things that I probably should. Does that make sense? Or did that, did <laughs> yeah, that sound completely yeah, yeah. strange, right? No, that's right? I don't get grossed out about smells. I don't get grossed out about hairy stuff. I don't get grossed out about whatever Feet. that can be. I don't get yeah. grossed out about it. It's all part of the job. The yeah. same way massaging someone that's attractive is part of the job. You just don't notice it the same way I really don't notice much of anything yeah. else. Yeah. yeah, I get that ask all the time. I'm like, uh, do you massage feet? Then do you 
I'm like, yes. <laughs> like, do you wear gloves? No. Her brother is actually my supervisor, and his his uh, wife or girlfriend is a physiotherapist, actually, and he's jealous of her being a physio too. So they kind of like, I guess they're just a they have jealous like siblings, basically. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I it's hard sometimes, and because other people can put things in your mind, right? Like because of the fact that I mean, even the fact that we're having this discussion is there are people who think there is something to be jealous about when your partner works in this type of profession where you're very intimate with people, you're very close to them. You know, it makes it makes people think certain things. But those of us who are in it, we know that there's nothing to be jealous about. We're, you know, we're not looking at the body that's on the table as anything more than the body that I have to work on right now. But it, I mean, other people are going to think things and then they put stuff in, in, uh, in the significant other's minds, you know, like, I'm sure that people ask your girlfriend, oh, does it make you jealous that Dom's a massage therapist? And then she starts thinking, well, yeah, it fucking does. I don't like it. But she probably didn't swear because she's not a potty mouth like yeah, I am. But she uh, she sent like her nursing friends to to me to book. I find like it's when she knows the person, like if it's their friends, like she's not jealous. It's more like when she doesn't know. So that's of why course. when I was in school, she didn't care as much because she actually worked with, they both worked at the same restaurant when I was in school. And that was mainly the student that I would spend the most time with while mm -hmm. in school. It wasn't too bad then. It's more, it's worse now. Well, hopefully as you get further into this profession, that will go away. How do you, how do you balance doing construction and running your practice? It seems like a lot of work. So basically construction is night shift now because we need to open all the schools and the mine properties like before they open. So I get usually a text around like four in the afternoon with the layout of like everywhere we need to go. So I usually start around three in the morning. And then the other day I finished at eight and then my first client was at nine. So I was up from two in the morning and then I had five clients that day. So I did like the shoveling and working construction from three to eight. And then I had clients at nine up until nine that night. When do you sleep? It was a long, it was a long day. It's not always like that, but when there is a snowstorm, when there's more snow, like it makes for, for very long days. Like if I have clients that are booked like more in the afternoon, then I can like nap in between. But that day I didn't have time to nap. It was just like a straight shift from 3 a.m. to like 10 that night. Dom, how old are you? I'm 24. You got like another six years where this is possible <laughs> and then you're going to start <laughs> feeling really old. So this is this is good. Yeah. You're doing what you have to do to make your money, establish yourself. And I think that if we were to talk to you in another year, your business would be booming. You won't be doing construction anymore at three in the morning or snow removal, whatever it is you're doing. And uh, hopefully we can find out what the next steps are going to be for you. All right. Well, this was fun. Thanks for reaching out to us. And um, I know at the beginning, before we turned the mics on, Dom said, you know, I, I really wanted to be on the podcast, but I didn't think I had enough experience. But that's okay, because it's interesting to talk to people at the beginning of their massage journey. And then, you know, maybe we follow up with you in a little bit and see how things are going. So thanks for the idea. Thanks for reaching out to us. And uh Thanks for talking to us on a Monday afternoon. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Right on, brother. It's been good. You guys have been listening to two massage therapists and a microphone. Peace.